So, we're on an ascension path on Earth. We've got a rising of the divine feminine energies along with the balancing of the feminine and masculine energies within self. What does that really mean? How do we get there? That is what we are going to talk about today on this program. Welcome to the Collective Awakening, where we have cozy conversations with all kinds of lightworkers, way showers, and healers on a variety of hot ascension topics. I'm your host, Debbie Dubois, and I want to thank you for joining me to talk about everything from new relationships, twin flames, and sacred unions, to tarot and astrology, to Chinese medicine, and advancing healing modalities, and more. The Collective Awakening is brought to you by the RVF Radio Network and True Sacred Union's The Awakening Toolbox. Heed the call to conscious living with The Collective Awakening. Well, everybody, it's Debbie Dubois here. On today's show, we are going to delve into the energetic bodies and creating balance, which leads us to have well-being. Today, my guest is Lisa Janelle, otherwise known as Green Woman Wisdom. With over 30 years of experience as an intuitive counselor, Lisa has honed her clarity into the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual realms of the body. She has decades of education from shamans, healers, and philosophers from both Eastern and Western societies, all coupled with her own natural intuitive abilities some of which is to accurately pinpoint areas of imbalance within the many bodies. She has the gift of being able to receive guided information from a variety of unseen helpers to assist in the restoration and maintenance of her client's healthy state of well-being. Lisa is experienced in working with clients, both adults and children, worldwide. She's been through her own personal regenerative process and is a mother of beautiful children. And she has said that that is one of her most amazing accomplishments. And I love that. I have to say that I have been working with Lisa personally over the last several months. And her assistance has been absolutely astounding in my life. She's also one of the most loving divine feminine beings that I personally have ever met. And so I wanted her to be a guest on this show because I want to share the beauty of this person with you and talk a little bit about what she's able to do. So I want to welcome you, Lisa, to the Collective Awakening. Oh, thank you, Debbie. And what a wonderful welcome. I'm humbled. (laughs) Oh, well, I just cannot say enough about you. And uh, this is, you know, what I'm really aiming to do on the show is to bring forth Um, some of the incredible beings that I know, people that I'm working with personally that I know um, have these different skills, talents, and abilities. And so that's what I wanted to talk about with you today is I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, what you do, how you came to be, what you're doing. Um, But we'll start out. I want to start out by talking about Green Woman Wisdom because that was one of the things. Oh, I must interject here that I, I met Lisa um, and we got talking about websites and I ended up, I, I'm actually in the process of creating her website. And this is where we started to talk about Green Woman Wisdom because I really didn't know where that came from. So I want to start right there with Green Woman Wisdom. Tell me a little bit about what that means to you. Well, um, I guess that I can start out by saying how that came to be, how even the words came to my mind and then how it floated into a um, shift in career moves. So it started out with, I had my first child like 25 years ago and I was getting my astrological chart done. And in, and that was the first time I had um, received that. I had had 
sought that out. And when it came back, it was just so many aspects of myself that I didn't know yet, but that resonated with me. As soon as I got those different pieces back, um, talking, and one of them was the green woman, I was like, what is that? But I already knew what it was. Mm -hmm. And so it was helping me with that liminar state of being in between, like cruising over from um, allowing my past lives to come into play, the memories, um, everything that was aspects that were aspects of me that I didn't get to open yet. I didn't know about. So it was this incredible state of, consciousness like opening telling me that there's so much more of me that I was to explore and um, find out about but I didn't yet know and so but I knew <laughs> everybody knows what I'm talking about so it was it was that really cool feeling of of being in between and so I started to research who the green woman was and I couldn't find anything about her because she is part of the whole Avalon experience and one of the, the healers, the uh, wisdom keeper, uh, the high priestess, just you name it, she was it, but she was hidden away and she would be the healer that everybody would sneak away to after hours and go either to ask her about her counseling and you know love relationships or or any kind of relationship and relationship with themselves uh, their spiritualism or any kind of physical healing but everybody would go to her and they treasured her and and loved her but they never owned her they never spoke of her and she was kept a secret like hidden away in the forest and so little did I know this was playing out in my astrological chart and it was coming up as different aspects inside of me and so when I hit upon these words that said she was invisible in plain sight that summed up so many pieces inside of me that I didn't even know about. And so that basically was the opening to my career. It was that I started this in a time, I started working with clients in that in a time, you know, in the 80s when this was not so mainstream or accepted. And I wanted to go, I was thinking about becoming an, um, a, like a natural doctor or nutritionist or something with a license or even a counselor, something with a license. And I was um, just guarded, not guarded, but guided by spirit. And it was a guard too, to not go into mainstream anything. And so then my teacher started to appear and I started to want to be uh, educated with shamans and grandmaster healers and philosophers and, and books and, and religion and everything from all over the world, which I was already studying. I was in, I was in a uh, four-year degree program for international relations and learning about languages and, and business and international everything. And so already I had that kind of um, flair, not flair, but uh, attraction. Right. And so, um, I just watch where I, well, it was, I couldn't even get away from it. It was just such a something that I was attracted to. And plus that's when my own regenerative process started. I needed to heal myself. And right. it was a lot about the endocrine system and, uh, the heart chakra and everything. So it, uh, it was just something that developed inside of me. And now after having children, going through a long-term marriage, you know, hindsight has been just so wonderful to see how the green woman had to play out her part in my life. And now the, the thing that was, you know, sometimes being invisible was such a wound inside of me. It was, it hurt, but it was something that propelled me to, um, to see the, the power in it 
in the power in helping people and what I had to focus on, it wasn't an egoic uh, power. It was a connection, a heart to heart connection, heartfelt connection with each of my clients. And I didn't care if I was seen because of them. I was seen with them. I was seen with me. So that helped heal me. So right. now I'm stepping out after 30 years right. <laughs> in the forest and um, it feels really good. You're and coming out. <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm not really because there's so much more of me that I keep, you know, just again in sacred And My whole teaching is about sacred space and, right. and, that. and I love it. And I, but I'm using it as a love for myself, a love for what I do and honoring exactly the way that I choose to express it. Right. Well, what I thought really, it's funny, what, what separated you from a lot of the other people that I've met in the Lightworker community is that you are very private. And, you know, it's so funny how many people will get onto Facebook and they post their articles and they post their videos and, you know, they're, they're very visible. And um, I remember, you know, conversations that we had about how private you are. And we were talking about, like, I really, really wanted more people to know who you were because I know that with the shifts and the changes that are coming in the planet, that you're desperately needed out there. And since I've been doing, I mean, we've known each other, has it been a year, two years? Two years, I think. Two years? Yeah, more than that, but yeah. About. Oh my God, I don't know time anymore. Well, neither do I, but I just remember when it happened with a stage in my okay. life. So that's well, why I'm, I'm that. Right, but I'm, I'm very glad that you remember because I don't. But, but, you know, we've known each other for quite a while and um, I, we've, I've had snapshots and we'll talk about that too. I've had snapshots when you first showed me what you were capable of I was like really impressed and in awe. But of course, we continued our friendship. And of course, I've been working on your website and things like that. But it wasn't really until the last two or three months that we've really delved into work with me because I'm doing what I would consider as I'm at a, a level of mastery in that I'm fine tuning and honing in on all the little, little pieces that keep kind of resurfacing. We all know what that means. These pieces keep spiraling around to come out. And Lisa has come back into my life right at a time when it's like just the absolute perfect, perfect solution. So I guess it's like what I want to say about the, the privateness is that, you know, this for me was a way that I could return that to you to make sure that people know who you are, because you're probably not going to see Lisa all over YouTube, Facebook, or anything else, and that she still has that green woman piece to her, you, um, but that does not mean that, um, that you're not there for everybody. And so this is kind of like, when I say coming out, I mean, this is coming out. <laughs> I want people to know who you are, sweetie pie. <laughs> that is so sweet. Thank you so much. But what you just explained was the whole thing of the green, was, uh, the green woman was the invisible in plain sight. It's not that she has to be totally invisible and never known. Right. Um, it's just that, it, it, I, don't, I can't even explain it. I but, get it though. It's because it has been a long journey, this word invisibility. And I, this is a really neat story. I just have to say right now yes. that when I started accepting uh, all part, piece, pieces of me, calling them home, all the facets of myself, the, they showed up to explain me in all sorts of different ways with nature. And this is what I love to teach. And my connection with the Indian American Indian philosophy of this, the spirit animals. And I remember when I received my panther and she came around me, around my back. So I couldn't see her, but I heard her purring and I could feel the warmth of her body coming. And she came around the side of me or on my left side and she rubbed up against my face Mm -hmm. and she um, came around the side, and then she showed me her paws, and I said, why are you showing me your paws? But I already knew that that is the most important thing to me when I see a cat, and especially mm -hmm. a big cat. I'm so intrigued by the cushion and the soft and the fluffy of those paws, and she said, look at my paws. They make me silent. 
you can't hear me. And then she came around in front of me and her eyes like gleamed into me and she said, it's what makes me invisible. And I got it in a second that, oh my gosh, it's a glory to be invisible. It's not, you know, a deficit. Oh. It was, that's when I claimed my power. It was, that was so wonderful. So well, you want to know what's so interesting about that is that, you know, we're in a society where everyone seeks the spotlight. And I, I've got to say, even as from when I was a little girl, I was on the stage. I was in plays. I was singing solos. Um, I, it's not, it's not like, I don't know. it's just part so much a part. Maybe it's American culture. Maybe it's ever since we had TV and films or whatever it is, but we are so filled with a society where people want to be known. They want people to know who they are. And what's so amazing is, is that you've showed me the absolute power and beauty of what you're exactly what you're saying is, is that you can be this incredible, powerful being and not have to be in the spotlight. It's, it's this incredible, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's new to me and it's beautiful. Yeah, that is, it is. I'm glad that you highlighted that because I, what I am seeing is that this is the journey of the divine feminine Mm -hmm. and understanding the immense gifts in just being exactly who you are and that in this lifetime you are incarnated as a feminine whole feminine entity and you get to experience the wholeness of the feminine but that even that the people that incarnated as men they still have half of them that are feminine and so to experience that is being the receptor the receiving quality and that you attract to you that is which is in your divine order. And all you have to do is be in alignment with your divinity, your truth, um, and act in your heart's desire. Mm-hmm. And always refer to that, puts you in that alignment to attract what is yours. And so you don't need to go and be a mouthpiece or, you know, and there's nothing wrong with having a YouTube channel or, or, you know, having a blog or typing or putting things out every day. There are so many wonderful people that have so many creative mind blowing things to share that I depend on. I love it. I love my little Instagram. I do have an Instagram page, but I never post. Right. <laughs> like getting, you know, little shocks of, uh, what people create and what they're putting out there and even like what's for dinner. But, um, I, I love all of that. And some people need that or need a a chunk of time in their lifetime to express that way. Mm -hmm. But I think that in the higher order of things, I hear so many of us talking, even men saying, you know, I have been taught and, and, and directed and programmed in our society and our life and what is judgmental good and bad in order to be productive producing something all the time and that if you can't produce it and show it in the physical then you don't have as much worth or as much value and i think that whole schematic is being looked at it's not totally blown apart yet it's being dismantled it's getting there yes and i think the more that we give credence and credit and um focus on what it is of us that just is and how beautiful we are just being you know you've everybody's heard of the human doing and versus the human being mm-hmm. if we put the value on that and just let our light shine from that place mm-hmm. and of course it doesn't mean just sitting around doing nothing and vibrating which is <laughs> wonderful you know <laughs> the bliss. and it's so necessary but it doesn't have to be that um, you have to show it all the time. You can attract it and you can trust that it will come to you. And right. it, is, it is happening in divine timing with me. I, I feel that that's happening. And it's something that you kind of pointed out to me a little bit yesterday when we were talking, you were talking about the creative fire or the light within, you know, and I was, I was talking about, you know, some of my creative expression that I'm working on. And it's kind of like, if you feel 
that you can remain focused on that that light and and you will draw to you those in other words you don't you don't turn away from that creative light and go seeking out these other things and this is where i guess i'm talking about the spotlight you know like if you, if you're just wanting to be on a stage to be on a stage then you're going to find very quickly that at least in the newer energies i believe that you know you're just not going to really have anyone necessarily showing up to to hear what you have to say but if you are totally embroiled in your passion in in what you're focused on it's like you naturally draw to you you can come to put some stuff on on the plate if you will um the people that resonate with that are just going to be drawn in by the very sheer energy vibration that you're holding while you're serving up that plate um which is just a lot different than putting the megaphone up you know or or just look at me look at me yeah yeah Yeah, it's, it's putting a line of intention out there and the energy meets up and right you you get you get what exactly what it is that you're asking for intending on. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how I think everything is starting to shift towards. And so that it becomes this effortless dance <clears throat> of true hearts desire, excuse me. And uh, then everybody gets to play. <laughs> uh, and that's what I add. So that, you know, that's always the beacon for me is I've always said, I believe that where we're headed is a place in time and space a, a moment of now in the in the very near future where people are just really playing every day and I get to do that I'm very very lucky um, but I do have the masculine energy that drives that sometimes too much that says produce 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 and I don't allow maybe enough time for the the feminine to receive the benefits of that you know whatever you want to say it the creative expression but I see that as the ideal um, existence and what the whole, you know, movement, if you talk about the awakening or whatever, so we're moving into a space where literally existing in the physical realm, it becomes a, a play, a play date. What are we going to do today? What are we going to create today? What are we going to co-create today? Um, that's kind of how I see it. Um, oh, totally. And I see also that there's a common wound among the feminine and even the feminine in the masculine bodies Mm because I have a lot of men clients too that come up with the same wound and that's they have this guilt and worthless uh, self-worth diminishment inside of them and it's all relies on productivity because we're in a very physical world and then our American society is very product oriented Mm -hmm. and so that puts you up for a double whammy and it's just is I watch, you know, my own kids like going through the educational system and that and seeing the fine programming that happens mm-hmm. and we all, we're all a part of it. I mean, if you, any of the media or anything that you're, you plug into, you're going to get it in um, subconscious dribbles. Right. And so the whole point of this is to remain conscious of like what you said, the inner flame the fire. And, you know, it reminds me, and we talked about this last night and I just, I, I just love this woman (laughs) and I wish she would come back and write some more books. It's uh, Clarissa Pinkola Estes. And it's, I was listening to a uh, a seminar of hers and she was talking about creativity and that. And then they opened up the audience to ask her questions. And somebody said, you know, I think that I've come to my wall. I don't have any more creativity left in me. I can't produce anything. I can't get it out. I can't get the flow. And I just, you know, what do you do when that's just gone? And she said, and she said it so lovingly. It was so wonderful. And it's just like, I want to hear her tell stories. You know, she's the one who did women who runs with the wolves. And um, anyway, that's just a little side line of my, uh, my experience with her. But anyway, so back to her, she said, my dear, you can never put out your flame. You can't dim it, but you do have the choice of turning away from it. Mm-hmm. And so what she was talking about was turning towards your ego, turning mm-hmm. away from spirit 
And of course, the ego needs to exist. That's the protection of the spirit, but there has to be a healthy balance. And I think that's what we get caught up in, in the programming and the fast track of like success, success, success mm -hmm. is based on X, Y, and Z. And we're out there producing for success and forgetting about our true heart's desire. So that leads me to um, what I see in my work. The commonality is it's so simple and it's the the Rumi poem that has driven me um, into my passion with my work and the connection that I have with my clients and that is your task is not to seek for love your task is to seek all barriers that keep you from it and so very simply that's what I think we're put here to do is just become awakened and enlightened to what we have allowed as blocks in the flow of love coming from the divine to us right and i oh go ahead no that's it just keep it simple simple yes. focus and on that i am i am mind blown and i don't know if this is something you if we even talked about but one of my most recent poem not poems but posts in my facebook group the awakening toolbox was that quote with something that I had written, it came through my post a year ago, and I reposted it, and it was exact. It was my thought in my collection. It was a year ago, and isn't that funny? I just posted it like a couple days ago. Yeah, that's the collective work and for yeah, it is. It's the synchronicities. That's one of the things that um, you know I can say about any of the work that I've done or my friendship with Lisa is that. She has taught me so much about synchronicity, how so many things are synced together. And I've never, Lisa, I have never met someone that has more demonstrations of signs. And <laughs> I mean, we'll be, focus on it. <laughs> well, it's so funny because we'll be, we'll be having a conversation and then she'll be like, oh, there's this particular, I'm trying to think, what was the animal that was out in the backyard? It was a, a, a possum, possum. Yeah, and you knew the symbolism of every little bit and how the dogs were interacting and what it was, how it was relating to. It's almost like, I want to say, it's almost like you have this perspective of the world as dream symbols. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And you that's get. Where I, I love that world and I want to live there. And that's why it's hard for me to like focus on driving <laughs> down the street. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, and just for you to know, I, I saw a dead possum on the way home yesterday. No. So within, what was that, two days, I got two possums. And I have never seen a possum in my yard. And I have never seen a dead possum on the road. It's usually <gasps> raccoons that are running around and stuff. So that is a major, major sign. So, yeah, I need to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, I love that. I love that. I teach a lot about that because I think that that is the way the universe, God is always talking to us and how we, you know, most of the time when, when we're distraught and depressed and dense and thick with heavy energy, it's because we feel that we're alone mm -hmm. and that we don't have help or no one else cares. And if you, if you can delve into the native cultures and what they, the primitive cultures, what they learned to receive as messages and connection to nature, connection to spirit. You'll see that there's not one moment you're alone. As a matter of fact, <laughs> when I got into this, like, you know, 30 years ago, the signs and everything, I would be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go to the bathroom or have sex again. <laughs> <laughs> never alone right but i mean of course it's different on the other side there but uh the animal oh i just love the i love the color and everything everything is talking to you all the time and i think that we just have to be lifting the veils with education to decode all of the signs that are we're missing because right as much as you can be educated, you're still missing because it's all this divine, beautiful dance. 
And this right here is where I'm, when I say the divine feminine, when you talk about receiving, this is, I guess, what I'm talking about. We were talking about, you know, the, the needing to be on the spotlight or needing to do and in, in, in all of this. This is kind of where our world has been, I want to say dominated a little bit by the patriarchal, the masculine, the doing, the doing, the, the having to show up with something produced, with something what you're showing me, and this is a perfect example of it, is the receiving is opening up to be a receiver, which means you're opening up your senses to look around you and receive what the universe is giving you at any given moment. You're being talked to continually. You're being given all the information you ever need, but unless you allow that feminine energies to open to receive, you're missing so much. Exactly. That's what that maybe is what I was getting at. Here you are, you're receiving all of this information with all of your senses. And that is what um, you use in all of your work. But it's also a really great example for those of us who don't understand. I don't think a lot of people understand the feminine energy. I really don't. Right. And I think that we're all just starting to now um, because it, it's so needed it's so necessary now it's the thing that is going to be the healing and the the continual future flow of the way the energy is coming in for us to um to benefit from and quite quite importantly as well is you know you receive the energy through the feminine but you put it to like you're receiving from the fifth dimension the energy through the feminine aspect and then you put it to use to work to form and function through your masculine yes. in action so there's never one without the other they have to be this divine dance right. and, and both all of us and then outside of us as well so yes i think that's beautiful and i think that there has been this false masculine feminine balance that has been revered in our world today where we're, we're misinterpreting what feminine and masculine is. I mean, it's kind of been this template of what feminine and masculine is, but it, and that's kind of kept us in, in a state of inequality because there it's like that codependence thing where there's, you can't show up one without the other when when you have both within you, it takes both actually to be the creator that you are. It takes both. You can't do one without the other. You can't actually show up in your authentic being without both pieces. Yes, exactly. And I think that that's why uh, so much um, of the gender bending is happening right now. And it's just an exploration. And these brazen souls that came to do lead difficult lives in the forefront of opening up ideas of masculine and feminine and allowing them to blend and allowing them to live and be expressed in the same body. Mm -hmm. That is just so apparent that there is a shift yeah. and we all need to embrace it. We all need to embrace the possibilities of what the exploration of this can bring for all of us mm -hmm. and not just like point a finger, think that's different or weird or whatever, just allow it to come in and say, hmm. <laughs> right. so, hmm. uh, and so it, it's just, just beautiful that everybody's doing their part. And if you just look at it like that, it, it becomes just a, again, a divine dance. And it's part of the fabric of the changes and the shifts that are happening because if, in my honest opinion, if I were to say right now in our conversation, what is the um, objective of ascension? I would say that the objective of ascension is, is to actually embody a balanced feminine, masculine, um, authentic being embodying as much of the energy of source that we can in order to do what I had said earlier, which is to be able to express that. I talk about creative expression, uh, creative expression, not even just by yourself anymore. It becomes creative expression with all. And it becomes, like you said, this dance that we have with everything around us. And, um, and we really be begin to understand how we are woven together as one. 
Yeah, I totally agree with that. But there's one component there is like when the ascension in order for like a hot air balloon to take off, you have to let the sandbags go. <laughs> oh, so that I think is is an important, very important piece, and that happens through truly through uh, loving yourself in mm -hmm. order to let go of the dense and dark and old that doesn't serve you anymore, mm -hmm. and so that your balloon can fly. <laughs> yes, to the heights that you've never experienced before. Well, maybe you have, but to not to in this time space maybe it's like right, right. well i i want to move the conversation in another in another area that actually is so much a part of this and that is in order to let go of those sandbags um we're all kind of going through this process and um i'm kind of getting a sense of how you're able to help people go through this process because i've i've actually gotten to experience that firsthand but i want to start by saying um you know there's so many things that you are capable of doing and in, in helping people with but the first thing i wanted to introduce was the first experience i had with you is you sent me something called a snapshot and it was an audio recording out of nowhere. I just got this recording from Lisa and it, it went into my physical body and it was telling me some things that were going on with me. Tell me about snapshots and how they're given to you and what they do and all that. Well, well, first of all, yours came out of nowhere because I was working with you and I knew that I had that space with you. I wouldn't send a snapshot out of nowhere to somebody who didn't ask for it and i i, I make sure right and, and i'm not accusing you of saying that i did something right. for you. i know that we oh, had a no. have a friendship and it was it was okay to do that but i just Absolutely. want to see whoever's listening to this um i'm not going to impose my anything on any right they asked that i'll impose great points <laughs> don't worry lisa's not gonna send you <laughs> no Sorry. So it's it, it is really guided by spirit, and it was wonderful because uh, a dear friend of mine, who okay, I'm just gonna remind me to come back to the snapshot because my brain sometimes goes off. Yeah, no, I just wrote the word snapshot. <laughs> I'm gonna take this moment right now to tell you something yes. else here. The snapshot was born from a dear close friend of mine who is one of the only people that I allow to read me. And it's not like, you know, I'm so high up there that you can't read me. It's not that. It's just me and the green woman. I do sacred space all over the place. And I, I will only allow somebody in my space that, that I totally trust. Mm -hmm. And not just totally trust their reading, but how they live their life and how, you know, layers and layers of, of, of trust with them. And I have this one dear friend of mine, Aria, and she does readings on uh, YouTube and she's really, really good, very yeah. talented. And she and I got together and we started, she actually started the word snapshot. And so I, I totally have to give her the credit for that. Yeah. And she, um, she would do the 10 minute readings cold for the, the uh, client. And so she showed me how she was doing that. Not showed me how she did it. She was showing me the, the components of the snapshot. And I thought, hmm, that is a really good way to give just a taste of my work and allow the client to see how, I connect with them and just to see if they're comfortable with it. My voice, um, my, the way that I uh, connect with them and the mm -hmm. things that come through. And if it comes through accurately, then I had a good connection. If it didn't, then it wasn't for you. So mm -hmm. really what you can expect from it is, um, oh, I got sidetracked again. I wanted to say <laughs> other reader that I love to have readings from and that I, I just trust wholeheartedly is Debbie, is you. Oh. Yeah. I, <laughs> she is just so talented and everybody needs to know because, you know, I met her as uh, somebody who's going to help me with my business. And she's a fantastic in that marketer, networker. Uh, building the website and all that but when I got to 
be a friend of hers, I found out all her hidden gifts. <laughs> and now her gifts are coming out and she is just so talented, so connected and very intuitive that mm -hmm. I always say to her, why are you it's like slowing yourself down with the cards. Oh. <laughs> because she just gets it. And she got me good the other day. Something I was just rambling off in. And then she had a couple cards with it. But she pinpointed something in me that it took me so long. And she even had to peel me off the ceiling with it. Nightmare <laughs> <laughs> about it. Like, no, it's not. It's not like that. And so this is something woven in my fabric that she was able to see and I just I love that connection I crave that connection yeah. and I just love the in the 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 feeling that you get with the illumination when that happens like oh I've been doing this for so long and now I know the key to unlock the door to let the air in the sun the wind the everything mm -hmm. so that I can heal that part of me that was blocking that flow of love and so she is a gift. And if you ever have the chance to get a reading from her, please do yourself a favor and give yourself a gift. She is wonderful, wonderful oh. insight. Well, you know, it's funny because as you were saying that, all I'm thinking of is that's the beauty between what we have as, as friends is that that beautiful flow of being able to help each other. And you can see things that I can't see. And I might have seen something that you couldn't see. It's, it's just one of those things. And we all need to learn to treasure each other, you know, treasure because we are that fabric. And I thank you so much for saying that. I really, it really means a lot to me. Um, thank you. Oh, yes, definitely. It takes one to know one. <laughs> wow. So we were talking about oh, the snapshot. a snapshot. Okay. So what you would get with that is um, my clients email me with a question. They either have a single question or they say, I just need to know what my guides want me to know right now. Or they ask for like an energy download. Mm -hmm. And so for me to answer about the question part, it is a 10 minute, about a 10 minute pre-recorded um, audio that I tune into your, your energy and I listen to your guides and angels and tutors and ask them either the answer to the question or the guidance that they need from the question or what is it that they're needing them to, to know in that moment. And I, I just, I, it's not me. I, that's why I can say this. I'm so amazed at what comes through. And in the beginning, I was sort of, um, just kind of like shy about doing it because I was like, oh my gosh, what if I've never talked to this person before? Sometimes it's people I've never talked to and they order it first just to get a taste of what I do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's clients. And it's easier to do clients because I've already um, gotten to their energy and know a little bit about them and that, and I can connect really easy. But this was something that helped me. I just love Snapchats because it helped me hone in on my skills and really surrender to the whole process because there was no way that I knew anything about them except their name and their email address. Right. <laughs> but not, you know, anything about them. And then the, the things that would come through, I just had to say goodbye ego of right and wrong and me having any sort of attachment to you know, if it was a good reading, if it was a bad reading, if I said the right thing or not, it didn't matter. I'm just yep. like channeling information and giving it to him. And so after I cleared the pipes with the shy and the ego got out of there, I, it, the messages got bigger and better and more precise and concise and concentrated. It was wonderful. And so I had yeah. the greatest time with the snapshots. Now the energy download, that was something that I didn't even know was going to happen. And it, just took me over and it was a couple I had um and it was like my European clients for some reason needed the energy stuff it was right. just like a bunch of the like a couple in Germany and England and that and it was it was wonderful and I would be stopped in the middle of like what it was that I was supposed to be answering I'm supposed to be answering their question my head would come in and say stop with the energy stuff they wanted their question answered and I was like 
I have to surrender to what spirit is telling me to do. And I just allowed the energy to come through. Right. And so I would tell the client what time, what day and everything so that they would go back and say if they felt it or if you know they got dreams from it or something happened energetically or a synchronicity or whatever. And I, I don't like to say 100% of the time, but I can't remember somebody who didn't feel it, who didn't get it. And again, I am just right amazed because it's not me. I just know that I'm just <laughs> a, the channel, just the tube. It's coming, sliding through. And it's <laughs> so much fun to see the responses right. of what was happening. And <laughs> as much as they're sitting there on their side waiting, okay, hurry up. Uh, send me the, the answer. Send me what you get and whatever. And sometimes it might take me two days to get it back mm-hmm. or to get it out. But eagerly or as, as much as they're eager, I'm eager to hear how they received it and not for an accolade. I want to know the energy that they got. Right. Because it's It's so much fun to be a part of. Well, and I was going to say that is collaborative. If you think about it, I mean, it's a participative experience that you're having. And so it's just like anything else. It's like, it's like, you know, you want a verification that, you know, telepathy, right? We're still talking with words and stuff, but there's nothing like playing a telepathy game where you both write down the same thing and you see if you got the same answers. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. the growth of our, our the uncovering of our natural abilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't surprise me at all that you'd want to know. Although it's so funny because you're so respectful about, you know, it's not like you're following up with me. Well, how did it go or whatever? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But I will never ask. I, know. A client, I will never ask a client. So what do you think? I know. <laughs> I won't, but I'm over. And, and I, I don't have that feeling like after a session or something, I let it go and I let it go freely. It's mostly the, the energy download snapshot. Because right. it's it actually, because it was new for me to do that. And I was right. so excited. So, well, I can relate. It's funny. I can relate to the snapshot that you're talking about now that we're sitting here talking about it because I did um, a card reading series and I'll just, I'll just say it right now. I'm getting ready to open up another round of card readings. Just, just I'm doing 23. It's my favorite number. I got a little bit of time. I said, I'm just going to do this. The window's opening. But the last time I did this, I think I did like 44 readings. I don't know how. I mean, I was just like, Oh my God, crazy busy. But what was so, I understand what you're talking about, especially like I'd say, Hey, give me, if you have a question, let me know. But, or if you just want general source message, well, the ones that were general source messages, I'm going, Oh my God, I don't know anything about this person. I don't know anything. You really have to rely on your connection with source. And it's almost part of I want to say it's almost part of ascension to actually allow yourself to tune into source and to provide, you know, this, whatever down you're differently with the downloaded energies, but any information that comes through and to have to check the ego and say, listen, you know, get out of my way. Let what comes through. And, and that feeling of, Oh my gosh, I got so much confirmation. How could you possibly know that? And I'm thinking, I don't know. How could I possibly know that? That is ascension, and that's us moving into our mastery. Right, and the ego that you spoke over, the sandbags, that you had to let go of whatever in the ego that wasn't balanced to allow it to just come in freely. Yeah. Wonderful feeling. Well, in addition to the snapshots, I just want to, I don't know about how much time we've got left, but I want to talk about like how you work with someone, like you work with me, like as an example, like, so I've, I've got a session with you. What does a typical session look like from your perspective? Like you're, you know, how are you working with me or how are you working with other people? Um, okay. So I have two hour sessions, one and a half hour sessions hour sessions, or then you can chunk it up into any amount of time. But, mm-hmm. um, and I give different, uh, price ranges for the, the two of the longer sessions. So it's not exactly, you know, mm-hmm. two hours paid for like that. I give mm-hmm. you a break on it, but usually people, uh, use the two hour sessions for the preliminary session. It, and depending on how severe their, uh, 
their questions are, not how severe the question, how profound their questions are, how mm -hmm. severe, let's say if they have a body issue, a physical issue, challenge, um, they're going to want to know specific insight. So that two-hour time frame gives me the ability to go through all the chakra systems, the organ systems, and be able to articulate and spend some time in each system and mm -hmm. hopefully get a you know, a really good clean sweep of the big picture. So you, you do a scan first. Right. So it's, it's, everything's done over the phone and I scan the emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, and angelic bodies. Wait, did I say that right? Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, yes, angelic bodies. And I'm looking for um, imbalances. And so when I see an imbalance, let's say I'll see an imbalance in the physical, in the stomach, and I go in and ask to see the seed. And the imbalance could be, well, you have acid reflux or something like that, but there's a challenge there and it doesn't feel good. And it's disrupting the flow throughout all of the energy systems. So I go in and ask to see the seed. And so the information will come in in one of my senses and I'll see on like a time. First of all, the seed could be a physical, it could be like, you know, an environmental toxicity or your eating habits or something, or it could be something like the emotional, like pushing stress down into the stomach created an acidic uh, manifestation. Mm -hmm. So then I'm asked, I, I, and shown the seed like where this all began and usually it shows me a timeline of the person's life so did it did the emotional stress start in childhood and like when and then I'll be shown a movie of how that uh, played out and so usually what happens is and this is this, this is so amazing to watch the psyche move and the energy move while the person comes to connecting the dots mm -hmm. so let's say it happened in kindergarten and i see you know the teacher handing out cupcakes and you didn't get one or something you know right and so that created this woven fabric fabric uh throughout your life of feeling left out and feeling you know maybe not good enough and then one thing piles uh, upon another but mm -hmm. when the person is shown where it starts and your own healing genius is connected and engaged into the healing, into the movement of coming, becoming aware, bringing it from the subconscious to the conscious. And that starts the healing process already. But then we are guided uh, to what tools, what information you need, or maybe the, the client needs to just talk about it, maybe cry mm -hmm. about it, maybe just say, oh my gosh, I never saw this, but now that I do, I remember this, this, and this throughout my life, and they just start linking it together. The healing process has already begun, and there, this is what I, I, I love about this work, that it's an ease into this. Your mm -hmm. guides are not going to bring up a dump truck of stuff to dump on you in one session. They're going to do it gently and kindly and whatever your system, your whole system can handle in that moment. So mm -hmm. it becomes effortless. It becomes yes. something that is freeing. I don't like to call what I do work. And if somebody's working, let it be me. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think of my work as being work. Yes, I have to focus and concentrate, but it's something that I just truly love. And I get so much energy from it because of what I'm allowing to receive. Mm -hmm. But, um, so this becomes a joyous pathway instead of, oh my gosh, I got to do work and it's scary. And sometimes scary things come up, but the way that it's presented to me mm -hmm. is that I can relay it to the, the person in a place of sacred space, of comfort, of total um, being held and, and taken care of and given the support and the tools so that you don't feel alone and that you do feel hope and that you feel that you can do this. 
That is beautiful. And I've got to tell you that with experiences that I've had in, in my healing life, that is one of the things that as we, you know, did work together over the last, I would say the last two months has been like some of the work that we've done most intensely, at least together, that I am so conscious of every little piece that's unraveling for me is the, the love and support. Um, I feel heard. I feel nurtured. But it's almost like I'm participating in my own nurturing. It's like you're breaking through energies that are inherent to me and in me, but you're delivering them outside of me to me, meaning I feel the oneness of the healing process with the other side. And that is what I feel a lot of times differentiates you from just other healers in, in my own personal experience is um, the, the nurturing piece, the piece that it doesn't have to be painful to drop those sandbags. It doesn't have to be nasty and messy. And, you know, sometimes things come up that we don't want to deal with and we don't want to have to look at. But to be, you know, I mean, even Lisa, what I've loved is, you know, sometimes I'll go off on a tangent and you'll be like, well, I could see how that, you know, unspiraled out of what we were just talking about. Now, let's just go back and talk about, okay, we'll go back to right here. You refocus me, but I never feel like, oh, I got off balance or I got, you're just a very nurturing being. And, and when you're talking about having someone to, we won't use that word, to proceed down this lovely path of ascension <laughs> with, um, you know, that's one of the things that I feel that is, um, is something special too. And that's, you know, why I, I, when I say green woman wisdom, and it's, it's kind of like I've already named the show green woman wisdom, that is the essence of that nurturing nature place that you can retreat to where you're heard and you're protected by, um, the universe that's speaking to you around you. Um, and you're, it's like, you're delivering that. So it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Oh, gosh, thank you so much. That makes me feel really, really good because that's, I mean, I can't say that I have an intention, I guess my, because I, I just kind of go in there blind, but I, no, I do have an intention. My intention is to be like the helping hand into comfort because I've been through it and I know how hard and gut-wrenching it can be. And, yeah. you know, one of the most beautiful things that I've learned from spirit by being the third party just observer here and being able to deliver these messages is that they told me, and this makes me all choked up and want to cry, that you've already done the work. You contracted before you came into this body. You contracted to learn these lessons for your soul, for your soul's ascension, for your soul's progression, and for the collective, everybody doing their part in the world, in the universe. So you contracted to come in and have a difficult lesson, a difficult life, whatever it is. But if when you get to the point of wanting to heal from it, mm -hmm. you have to be shown and told that you've already done the hard physical work and that holding onto the pain and not having movement or resolution and maintaining stagnant is really much harder than coming and releasing it and being to the point of releasing the sandbags and letting go of the dark, heavy, dense. And that right there is why I'd say it's not work. You're in the place of receptivity now. You've already done the masculine part of the contract. Right. Now you get to receive. And the receiving is the light in order to fill you up with clarity in order to have the choice, to be clear, to let go of what no longer serves you. That's why it's not work. Oh my God, I've got chills all over my whole body. And that is exactly, you are so right. That's where we are in this process. I can't think of a better note to leave that on. I know we've been on for, I think it's just about time's up and we're gonna have more conversations, okay? I definitely want you to come back on the show with me and um, 
have some more incredible conversations. This has been such a wonderful hour. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I've had some recent insights into why I started the show. And I wasn't exactly sure until my conversation with Lisa last night. When we were talking, Lisa, I knew what this show is for. And that is for to have true conversation, true spiritual conversation of um, and bringing through source wisdom through our conversations, which connect with others and help them show themselves that that is what they are and to connect with others that are, un, what do you want to say, unraveling their own little pieces of threads that lead to the release of those sandbags. And as we do that, we're all elevating that balloon together in oneness. So anyways, Lisa, I want to thank you so much for joining me today on The Collective Awakening. Oh, well, thank you. I'm really looking forward to how this develops with you because, and for everybody to understand, Debbie has so many wonderful ideas to thread us all together and harmonize and allow our natural gifts to come out. And she is definitely someone to watch because she's a leader in this. And I really believe that she's going to do miraculous things. Oh my gosh. So wonderful to be close to that. And I will definitely listen to all your other podcasts of everybody else that you attract. Oh my gosh. I love you so much, sister. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Lisa, for joining me today on The Collective Awakening. This episode of The Collective Awakening has been brought to you by the RVF Radio Network in conjunction with True Sacred Union's The Awakening Toolbox. Please subscribe on Blog Talk Radio if you'd like notifications of future shows. You can also contact me, Debbie Dubois, through AwakeningToolbox.com if you have any questions for me or for Lisa. If you want to find out how to get a hold of Lisa, please contact me. I'll also put some information um, in any posts that I make, any in social media. Um, I have two Facebook groups on Facebook as well, True Sacred Union and Raising Vibrational Frequencies that I would love you to join if you happen to be on Facebook. I stream this broadcast on various Sundays at 3 p.m. on Eastern, uh, Eastern Standard Time, but you can always catch it on the replays. Thank you so much for listening and being part of The Collective Awakening.